Galatians chapter 1. And it says this in chapter 1 and verse 1. He said, Paul, an apostle, notice what it said next, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the what? From the dead. And all the brethren which are with me into the churches of Galatea, grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 4 said, Who gave himself for who? For our sins. Think about that a minute. Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Listen to verse 6. He said, I marvel, I marvel that ye so, that ye are so, so soon removed from him that called you unto the grace of Christ unto another what? Unto another gospel. Listen to what he said in verse 7. Paul said, which is not another. <laughs> Amen. But there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And we, said, and we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please man? For if I yet please men... I should not be the servant of Christ. Now, as I read this, I wanted to stop right there at verse 10. But Paul was talking or writing this to the church at Galatia. He was writing this to the church at Galatia. And if you have read anything in the Bible... To me, it might not be to you, but to me, Paul was one of the greatest apostle writers that ever picked up a pen to write. And most of the time that he wrote to the church, he was in a dungeon or in prison. But Paul, when he was writing here to them, I got to thinking about what he said uh, back, over, uh, uh, back over there in Romans uh, chapter 1. And verse 16, he said, uh, he said this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Is anybody ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ this morning? You know, the Bible, Jesus said, If you're ashamed of me before people, uh, I'm going to be ashamed of you before the angels and everybody else in heaven. So we don't need to be ashamed of Jesus Christ. A lot of people's problem is the reason that they can't enjoy what God has given them because they're afraid somebody else is going to see them or somebody else is going to hear them and they're afraid that people are going to say something about them 
or make fun of them. But so be it. I'm not worried today about what people think about me or what people says about me uh, as long as I know who I am uh, and God knows who I am. Uh, and I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, Brother Ronnie is saying that song there, and it's a beautiful song. Uh, I'm still on my way. Uh, and every time I hear that, it just sort of brings chill bumps on me uh, because it ever who wrote this... Uh, he knew that this was not an easy journey uh, that we as Christians are on today. Uh, and some people might look at you that thinks they're perfect and thinks that you need to be perfect. Uh, but that's not the case this morning, church. Uh, because in that song it says, Sometimes I fall down. Uh, amen. Sometimes I fall down. Uh, I'm not perfect this morning, uh, and neither are you this morning. Uh, if there's a perfect person in this building, uh, raise your hand. I want to talk to you after church. Uh, because there's not a one of us perfect. And we all sometimes, uh, we all go through things, and sometimes we all get weak in the faith, and sometimes we all fall down, so to speak. Uh, but praise be unto God, uh, I've been at this for 40 years in the ministry of some kind, uh, and I've fell down, Terry, many times. Uh, but praise God this morning, Slick, I've always got up, uh, and I want you to know this morning I'm not ashamed uh, of the gospel of Jesus Christ this morning, uh, and I want somebody to know, I want the world to know uh, that I'm still on my way this morning. Uh, some of you looks like you're not on your way this morning. Uh, some of you looks like you've lost your best friend or something. Uh, I'm going to tell you, friend, uh, as that Sunday school lesson was, and just as I read to you there uh, in verse 4 there, uh, it said, For who gave himself for our sins, uh, that he might deliver us from this present evil world uh, according to the will of God. Uh, my friend, let me tell you something. Uh, uh, Paul was writing here to the Galatian people, uh, but it's also for, stands good for us today. Uh, just because he read it thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago, uh, it still stands true today because uh, it is the word of God. Amen. Uh, and so Paul began to write to them in Galatians in chapter 1, uh, and he said, I'm an apostle, uh, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ uh, and God the Father uh, who raised him from the dead. Uh, I'm not just a preacher today. Hey man, I'm not a, a, a minister of God today, a, a, a man, but I'm here today. Uh, was it my choice to be here today? No, it was not my choice uh, to be here today, uh, but it was my choice for I was obedient to God or not. Uh, because God called me uh, to preach the gospel uh, some 20-some years ago, uh, and I didn't want to do it, uh, amen, and I said I wasn't going to do it, uh, but in the end, uh, God won, and I started doing it, uh, and I'm still doing it, uh, and I plan on doing it uh, until the last breath goes out of this body, uh, as long as God will keep me healthy, uh, and enable me to get people to listen. Uh, but he said, uh, I'm not uh, 
apostle of men, neither I by man, uh, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father. You see, it's not about me this morning. Uh, it's not about you this morning, uh, but it's about God, and it's about all of us this morning. This word is none of us is exempt uh, from the word of God. I don't care how wealthy you are. I don't care how poor you are. I don't care what kind of house you live in. I don't care what kind of house you don't live in. It's not all about that, my friend. It's about Jesus Christ this morning and what he did for us. We're all on a journey this morning. And where are we going to end up at in our journey? We're going to end up in one or two places. And that's going to be because of our choices that we make today where we spend eternity at in life at the end of this journey uh, it's either going to be hell or heaven uh, it can't be both of them uh, and he went on and he is writing to all of us uh, and he said grace be to you and peace from God the Father uh, and from our Lord Jesus Christ uh, who gave himself uh, somebody ought to say hallelujah Jesus died for me uh, and I'm going to praise him uh, as long as God puts breath in me we take God just like we do for everything else sometimes we take him for granted amen. amen church it's time we wake up it's time we need to know and understand that Jesus Christ is the way he's the only way there is no other way and let me get on down here in verse 6 and he said uh, I marvel that ye have so soon removed from him that call you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. What was Paul saying here to the Galatian church? He was talking to the church. Listen, he said, I marvel. He said, I don't understand. That ye are so soon removed. What was he saying about there? What was he saying about there? What he was saying in verse 6, he said, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you unto the grace of Christ and to another gospel. He said, I'm confused. Why? Why are you deserting the true gospel and searching for false doctrine? That's what they were doing. They once knew Christ. They knew Paul had been there. Paul had preached to them the grace of God, grace of Jesus Christ. And so they had started out good. Started out good. They started out believing that. But then here came, here came somebody else along preaching another gospel that was not the true gospel. But evidently it was a gospel that tickled their ears more than it told them what they needed to hear. Do you think that's happening today? There's a lot of confused people in the world today. Amen. I've seen them come and I've seen them go over the years, Mike. And when I read that, I thought, well, maybe the reason they're gone because they have found an easier gospel to preach. 
but sorry, I've never found an easier gospel to preach or a truer gospel to preach. He said, I don't understand how you've been, why you have deserted the true gospel so quick. Do you think there's been people today that have deserted the true gospel because they've found another gospel? It happens all the time. But Brother Lloyd, that's not going to get them to heaven either. Oh, we could fill this building up. If I get up here and I say, you go out here and you tell people to come to Bloomington Chapel, and they just come in here and they sit on this pew and they fill this building up, you shake the preacher's hand every now and then, you put a bunch in the offering plate, uh, and, well, and I'll tell you what, I'll pray for you and you can go out here and do anything you want to do. You can go out here and you can live any way you want to live. Do you think that that is a gospel that's being preached in a lot of places today? You just shake the preacher's hand and that'll make you all right, buddy. You just go on to heaven. Just go out here and live any way you want to live. You don't have to change your way of living just because some preacher told you to. And that's true. But when you get saved, you'll change your way of living not because some preacher told you, but because God said to you. Amen. A lot of false doctrine going on out in the world today. And a lot of people is falling for it. They're falling for it. Let me go on. He said in verse 7, Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. In other words, there's some people out there that's smart enough to trick you. Amen. There's some people out there, some preachers out there, that make it sound so good and so easy that you'll fall right into it. You know, you can... <laughs> when God called me to preach, and I was... I was troubled about it because I told God, I said, I ain't educated enough. God said, I ain't got nothing to do with it. How many believes it has? I don't care how much education you got. I don't care how many seminars you go to. I don't care who you are, how much you got. If God ain't called you to preach, you better sit in your seat and listen. He said, there's no other gospel except the one that I preach, and that's Jesus Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, uh, let him be accursed. You know what that means? Let him be condemned eternally. He didn't just say it in verse 8. But he wanted to make sure people heard it, and I want to make sure people heard what God said here. And he said again in verse 9, he said, As we have said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed, condemned eternally. 
Boy, you'd think some preachers ain't standing in bad shape right now. That word accursed eternally simply means there's no hope for you. No hope for you. He said in verse 10, he said, For do I now persuade men or God? He's asking them the question, For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek, do I seek to please men? You think there's any preachers out there just seeking to please men? Amen. Boy, there's a lot of amens there. Somebody knows something, don't they? Or do I seek to please men? Or for if I yet please men, if I do any for men, I should not be the servant, the servant of Christ. That's some pretty stout stuff, church. Let me go here a little bit further. But I certify, anybody know what that word certify means? It means confirm. He is confirming what he said. But I certify or confirm to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it a man, neither was I taught it a man. But by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Did anybody hear that? <laughs> I don't think gold is listening to me. I'm going to get out here closer to her. <laughs> Just kidding, Joel. Now let me start reading verse 11 again. Put it up early. But I certify or I confirm you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. That sounds to me like Paul was laying it down to these false teachers and preachers. Amen. But I told God, I said, God, when he called me to preach years ago, I said, God, I said, I can't preach. I said, God, I don't have any education. I probably named over 20 preachers or 20 people that I thought would be a good preacher. Not really. I was just telling God that to get him off from me. <laughs> but every time I gave God something, God would not accept it. And I said, but God, I said, I... I can't read real good. I can't read real good. God, I, I can't, God, I can't preach. If I could preach like so and so, God, then I would be glad to do it. 
God said, I don't need a preacher like so-and-so. He said, I've already got a preacher like that. He said, I want a preacher like I want you to be. And that night I fell on my face about 1230 out in the middle of the floor, and I said, still telling God I couldn't preach, but I said, God, I'm going to try it. God, I'm going to try it. That was about 24, 25 years ago. But I said, God, I said, I'm going to need you. I said, God, help me and deliver me. You're going to have to deliver me from people because I wasn't a speaker back then. It's still not much of one, but I mean, I got nervous when I got in front of a crowd. But God said, don't worry. I'll go with you all the way. <laughs> First time I spoke to preach after I announced my calling was go across the road. Boy, my hand is already sweaty. And I got up to preach. And best I remember, I, somebody come in and said there's some tornadoes look like coming this way going up the lake down here. Well, everybody went and looked. And they said, well, we better get somewhere else. So we did. The next week, I was supposed to preach, and something else come up, and I didn't get to preach. And I got to thinking, well, now, God, did you call me to preach or didn't you? I mean, twice in two weeks. And I was willing to do it, but, but something come up and I didn't get to do it. And I thought, God, are you sure you called me to preach? But I knew that he did. I knew it was a call of God or I wouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't have started doing it. I wouldn't have been doing it now. I'm going to tell you something. You, when you accept the calling of Jesus Christ, and you other preachers probably know this, if you don't, you'll find it out or you won't get very far. God's going to come first in your life. You're going to depend upon God more than you're going to depend upon people. I'm going to tell you that. Are you going to be time you're going to stand and look at a congregation and they're just going to look back at you and you're going to just close it up and run off? You're going to hear people talk about you. You're going to hear people condemn you. You're going to hear everything. Let me tell you why of these preachers. They're going to hear it too. So you better get buckled up, you women. Now, men, I understand men, they, they'll just let it go, you know. But now, women, <laughs> they may be all of you like my wife. When you say something about your husband, you better hope you ain't sitting in front of them because they love to reach up and get you by the higher of the head. <laughs> Suzanne, don't look and grin. You would too. And don't look and laugh. You would too. But Paul said, I ne neither received him a man. Man did not call me. Well, I've come to tell you this morning, <laughs> I didn't preach to suit men. Amen. Paul said, if I 
become a pleaser of man, uh, he said, then I cannot be a pleaser of God. Uh, you cannot please man and you cannot please God unless you listen to God and do what God tells you. Uh, I was sitting over in an old church one time and there's an evangelist there, uh, uh, or a preacher there, and he wasn't too far from here. And, they, and he was sitting there and he looked back and he said, oh, said, I've got to change my sermon. I said, why? He said, there's a couple from the church. Our church just walked in back there. And he said, the message God gave me, he said, it would hit right on them. He said, what they're doing. And he said, they'll fire me. He said, I've got to change my sermon. I sat there and I thought, buddy, if you're changing it on account of people that's sitting in your church and you're not letting them know about it, you ain't much of a preacher. Amen. And you sure ain't no pastor. Why? Because a pastor is going to protect his church. Amen. He's going to protect the flock of God. Uh, and sometimes when you preach the true gospel of Jesus Christ, you're going to get on their toes. Amen. How many knows that? How many have I walked on before in this building? How many? Uh, but see, you're still here. Why? Because uh, you know that I was not called a man uh, and I'm not going to try to please man. I'm going to please God because I'm going to preach what does saith the word of the Lord. Amen. And if sin is sin, I'm going to preach on sin. Uh, and somebody said the other day, he said, well, you just don't hear sin preached about anymore in these churches. Uh, I said, well, you just need to come to Bloomington Chapel and hear that old preacher over there. Amen. Because if it's sin, I want to preach it's sin. Uh, if he says drunkenness is sin, I want to preach. Uh, do not drink strong drink will make you stagger uh, in drunkenness. If it's fornication, I want to preach. Uh, it's sin. Fornication is sin. Uh, if it's lying, I'm going to tell you that Jesus said uh, all liars are going to have their part in the lake of fire and brimstone. Amen. Now there you've got it. I wasn't called to make you accept it. I was just called to preach it uh, and then hit your choice. Uh, amen. Uh, hit your choice, Tim. Will you receive it or will you don't receive it? When I walk out of them doors back there and I close the book everywhere I left it at, when I leave here this morning uh, and when I close this book uh, and say it's over and and walk out that door, uh, hey man, I'm done with it. Uh, I've been obedient to God. Uh, I have preached what God laid on my heart, Brother Billy, to preach. Uh, and I've tried my best to tell the church the truth, hey amen, uh, knowing that some people don't like the truth. Uh, that's why they're running out of here trying to find another preacher with another gospel, hey amen. But Paul said there is no other gospel uh, except this book that I'm holding, uh, hey amen, in my hand this morning. Uh, it's the only gospel. They ain't but one gospel. God, uh, and one Jesus Christ whom God raised from the dead uh, and Romans 5 and 8 he said he commended uh, his love toward you and you and you uh, while you were yet sinners uh, he showed us how much he loved us uh, he went to the cross uh, and was nailed to the cross there is no other gospel and if I preached another gospel it would not be the true gospel and I would be held you may accuse me of a lot of things but Johnny, I'll tell you, and that's patting them on the back and telling them it's all right. It's all right if they're sinning. I had one of my family members a long time ago <laughs> preached on the Holy Ghost. 
preached on the gifts of the Holy Ghost. They got out and told that evening the next day. said, boy, my brother ought to have said what he said. They didn't believe in the gifts, evidently. But if I told you there were certain gifts in this Bible, certain gifts in this Bible that was wrong, I'd be lying to you. Amen. They was such a confusion. They was a few years ago over the gifts. They was before a few years ago. See, they was back in Paul's day, and that's the reason Paul, that's the reason Paul told them about the gifts. All good gifts come from where? All good gifts come from God. And if it's in that Bible, the gifts in that Bible, gifts of healing, gifts of uh, uh, gifts of uh, uh, tongue, gifts of interpretation of tongue, gifts of uh, discernment of spirit, and so on and so forth. They're there for the church. Some say, well, I don't believe in that stuff. I don't believe in the Holy Ghost. If you don't have it, you don't know God. Amen. Amen. He said, without my spirit, you're none of mine. And they was all arguing over which one had the best gift. God to give some one gift. Healing some of this and another. They didn't like the gift that they God won't give you a gift if you can't use it. Amen. Amen. He won't. But there's confusion because some thought God give and Paul finally just I guess he got a little upset at the church. And I would and he finally said this. He said, all of these gifts are from God. I'm going to paraphrase. He said, but where there will be healings, they will cease. Where there will be tongues, they will cease. Where there will be prophecies, they will cease. And he went on, and every gift that he gave in here, he said there will come a time that all of them, ain't that right, Seth? There will come a time that they all will cease because they're going to die. But he said, even though he said, if you had all the gifts, he said, I'm going to show you a more excellent gift. You know what that was? You know what that was? It was love. He said, if you have not, you may have all these gifts, but if you don't have love, charity, if you don't have charity, he said, then you don't have nothing. You don't have nothing. People just gets wrapped up in some of the craziest things I hear and say, well, I don't believe what y'all do over our church. I say, well, don't come. <laughs> Is that too plain spoken? No. You do. <laughs> well, somebody told me that they went to church here back a ways. Somewhere and said, they told them, said, Boy, said, we don't believe in that clapping hands. We don't believe in raising hands. We don't believe hey manning. I said, Well, did you tell them that's the reason you didn't come to their church if you went to Bloomington Chapel? They said, No, I didn't tell them. I said, Well, you ought to. Somebody tell me they don't believe in that. Stuff. 
praising the Lord? I tell them, I say, yeah, and that's the reason the seats are empty. Amen? I believe the Bible says, who the Son is set free, he's free indeed. <laughs> Paul said, pray for me that I can be bold in front of the people. Amen. Amen. I tell you, preacher, you better pray for boldness and you better never shrug a word one, not one bit. Amen. There's a lot of people, Mike, that like you walk up and pat them on the back. Oh, yeah. Boy, you can flat do it. Boy, you can flat do it. I had them do that to me when I started preaching. I said, don't give me the praise. Give it to God. I'm just a man just like you are. It's not me, but it's the one that lives in me. Are you ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ? People are letting... Now listen to me, and I'm going to close if I can get them up here. Maybe. People are letting other people control their lives. Amen. How many believe that? Let's see your hand. People are letting other people control their lives. You say, how is that, Brother Ralph? There are some people will believe anything that you tell them out there. I could start a lie right here on somebody to Mike, and Mike could tell it to Johnny. Time it got to back there where David's at or Harrison's at back there, it wouldn't be nothing what I started out telling Mike. People don't like the news anymore. They don't like to hear the news. Hey, Jesus is coming soon. They don't like that. They like, you hear that old preacher down over at Bloomington Chapel? 